Hey guys, Paul Riddick here. Welcome back to another mini edition of the Baseball Dad Show where we tackle the questions that you guys send in. And if you do have questions, send them into 567pitcher at gmail. The number's 567pitcher at gmail and we'll answer them right here on our mini podcast. So question I got from a dad is how could he improve his son's bullpens? So um, this kid had a pretty good training program as far as training programs go. He was working out with a trainer. Um, he had a... As, probably as good as you can get a cycle of pitching um, like, like in a five to six day cycle, not, not exactly knowing all the time when he's going to pitch. Um, he was doing a lot of good things, had a pretty solid training program as far as training programs go. And he kind of broke down what they did in the bullpen, and it was a pretty traditional bullpen. You know, you warm up, 15 fastballs, inside, outside, high, low, curveballs change, all the, the typical situation anyone would go through in a bullpen. But here's the problem. And, and the problem creates a great opportunity for us. But I'm going to warn you, the solution that I'm going to give you is not one that pitchers really like too much. We fall in love with bullpens. And bullpens are great, right? Because, and here's why we like them so much. Number one, we control the pace of the bullpen, right? It's not a game pace, right? If we want to take a break, if we want to talk with their pitching coach, if we want to think things over, um, you know, it's great. We can, we can control the pace of it. So the, the sense of control is one thing. The second thing is, is there's like do-overs in a bullpen. If you make a bad pitch, you just get the ball back and you try and make a better one with the next pitch, right? And so we could go down the list. But ultimately, here's what, well, let me, let me add one more thing. All pitches can tend to look good in a bullpen. So big curveballs. Curveballs that go over the plate. Um, anything that's in the strike zone tends to look good and feel good in a bullpen. When we all know those are not the pitches that oftentimes will uh, be successful in the game. So the, the biggest difference, and, and the, th the reason why we love bullpens, is we take out all the hard parts of being a competitive pitcher. So there are certainly times where you need to work some things out. Right? You need to take your time and work things out. But if you're kind of looking for the next step, the next step is to spar. Throw against live hitters. And I don't care if it's a younger hitter than you. Like whatever hitter you can get, stand, have a hitter stand in there and try and get them out. And have them try and hit you. Because I promise you the pitches that look great in a bullpen if you had a hitter standing in there and there's a consequence to those pitches, you might think differently of them. So in all of training, I've been, I've been at, you know, banging this drum for like the last two years, especially with hitters, is that our pitching training is usually in a bullpen, um, usually all alone with a pitching coach. Uh, no hitter, no umpire, no fans, no pressure, no situation, um, no anything. It's not the same. Our hitting practice is... Tees, soft toss, pitching machines, uh, a batting practice pitcher throwing 70 mile an hour fastballs right over the plate. That is not training us for what we're going to encounter in a game. So we train a pitcher in a bullpen to be, you know, to take your time, work things out, get structured, you know, throw good pitches. But in a game, the job switches to get the hitter out, attack the hitter, go after him, make your pitches, right? How do I, how can we expect a pitcher to step into a game and just switch jobs when we're not training them for that? For that? Now, no pitcher is going to like the idea of a hitter standing in there 
um, teeing off on their bullpen pitches. But I'm going to tell you what, you have to convince the pitcher that this is kind of like, you know, taking your, taking your medicine. This is going to make you better if you can stick with it. Not all medicine tastes good, right? But if you, if you take it, you'll be better. And this is what you have to convince your pitchers of that, look, where would you rather have your weaknesses exposed? Do you want your weaknesses exposed here in the bullpen where it doesn't have an effect? Or do you want it exposed in a game? So the one thing I would start all my pitchers in any team or group that I coach, I would always say in practice or in our training, that's when you make your mistakes. Because if you make your mistakes there, we can work on them. I don't want you to try and be perfect in practice. I don't want you to try and be perfect in the bullpen or in the cage. I, I want you to just be yourself and, if, if, and let your mistakes, take that pressure off. I want to see where you're going to make mistakes. Right? And I've used this analogy in hitting where if you had a boxer that was uh, only hitting a heavy bag and then you put him in the ring with another boxer, like it, and that's kind of the equivalent of how we train pitchers and hitters is that we're always kind of just hitting the heavy bag. We've taken out the hard part. Somebody actively trying to get a hit off us. And so if there's, if you want to take your bullpen to the next level, that's it. Start putting a live hitter in the box who is trying to, um, trying to get a hit off you. And then you're trying to get him out. That's the best thing you can do. So if you guys have questions, send them in. Um, we'll answer them all right here on our mini show. All right. See you guys next week. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com, all the information is there, and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.